Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the walk for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I count it a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 182 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, there are some that say this makes the world go round, but I tell you, it lifted me. What am I talking about? Why don't you go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Courages You is coming to you with agape love. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So as promised in the introduction, we're here to talk about love and the agape love that God has for us and that same love that we should have for others. So this podcast is going to continue in a on the go format. So without further ado, let's get that queued up, have you to listen and see what the Lord says to you. Hey there, BCU family. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. So if you are following us on Periscope uh, at the time of this recording, we are doing a series on love. And that series slash study is based on the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is commonly known as a love chapter. And it's funny, BCU family, that um, the times that I've heard it, I've heard it in in different services and church and things like that, of course. Um, I remember very specifically, though, hearing it at a wedding that I attended a number of years ago as part of, I guess, the vows for the individuals and what love does. And I think that subconsciously, I equated it to relationships, meaning, you know, marriage and and things like that, just because that's the way I'd heard it. But, and knowing that that's not necessarily so, but it seemed in my heart to have an emphasis on relationships. And while that's true, while that's true, there's a a very um, true element to that. The love that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13 is not limited to marital relationships. This is the love that we're supposed to show to any and every 
body because the Lord calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And simply what that means is whoever is in contact with us uh, is our neighbor. And this kind of love should be displayed at all times. And when we think about it, BCU family, it is not always easy to love those who are not loving us. And Jesus knew that. He knew that. Matthew chapter 5 tells us that uh, there's no reward in loving those that love us. The publicans or the tax collectors, they do the very same. Uh, For us, we have to go above and to love our enemies. Um, We are supposed to bless those that curse us, do good to them that hate us, and pray for them that despitefully use and persecute us that we may be called the children of our Father which is in heaven. And he is the one that makes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends the rain on the just and the unjust. And you can find that in Matthew again, chapter number five, starting at verse number 43. And I'll read on down to verse number 48. So that's what the Lord commands us to do is to love. And when we think about that BCU family, what does our love really look like? Does it mirror what 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says. That is the, that, that's the question. And to be quite honest with you, I really had to take a good hard look at this scripture once again. And I thank God for his mercy because um, I don't always come up to where God wants me to in this area. And when God is, is speaking like that, it's, it's for us to really examine ourselves. It's really easy for us to apply these lessons to others. It's applying it to our Ourselves, that's the challenge. And we really have to ask ourselves, you know, in all honesty, if I had to stand before God right now, would he say, yes, you loved in every situation in the way that I told you to do it? And our love sometimes can be sometimey. Um, sometimes can be sometimey. Okay. <laughs> but it's true, BCU family. It's it's not always consistent. Um, it is merit-based. It's based on sometimes what people do and don't do and how we feel and what's going on at the time. And if we're going through situations, our love can fluctuate. And that's really not what the scripture says. There's no scripture that supports love fluctuation. So, and given that, we need to know what love is and how to do it God's way. Now, number one, BCU family, we need to make sure that we have the Holy Ghost down on the inside because uh, if you do not, it is just going to be impossible to love the way that God tells us to. Uh, We really need his spirit down on the inside because God is love. So, Of course, we want to start with the foundation of repentance and being baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of our sins and being filled with the Holy Ghost. So we need to start there at Acts 2.38. And once we have received the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, then the love begins, BCU family. It does. And the Lord puts that love in us for people. And it's hard to contain. You know, I can remember and, and get in the Holy Ghost um, many years ago and just the love for people and wanting everybody to have Jesus the way that I did and to be a, just a newborn soul in Christ. It is amazing. And then the reality hits that not everybody wants to know the Lord and not everyone is excited about you being saved. And uh, there are people that don't always treat you well and and this is sometimes where that pure love that we have starts to 
uh, go back to that that merit that we talked about uh, that I just talked about that you know well if you love me I'll love you sort of thing and this is why uh, Jesus covered that in Matthew chapter 5 because he knew it was going to happen so uh, when we think about the love though and this is not always taught um, we have to know how to love and we need to know what it is and how to do it so I just want to talk a little bit around 1 Corinthians chapter 13 won't go through the whole thing in this recording but let's talk about love and define that and go from there so when we think about the word love or charity as it's called agape is the Greek word for that and the usage is to take pleasure in to esteem someone higher than yourself to prefer that person to prefer to live through Christ so what we do is we embrace God's will and obey him through his power meaning that because he is love we're going to do what he has told us to do we're going to prefer to do what God tells us when it comes to treating people by his power and by his direction. And that was found in the Strong's Concordance. So it's important for us to do that, BCU family. And that means that our love is selfless. If we're preferring someone over ourselves, it is selfless. Now, I know we've got to love and take care of ourselves as well. We're going to think about the other person. Love also means this agape love that we lead the way. We've got to go first. Many times, BCU family, what will happen is that we'll base how we do things on how someone treats us when we are to initialize the love. Agape love is initialized. And that, you know, the scriptures bear witness of that because the Lord first loved us. Before we loved him, before we even knew who God was, he loved us. Think about that BCU family. And that love was demonstrated on Calvary for us. So in thinking about that, we've got to do the initiating. All right. So with that, I'm going a little bit further into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Paul lets us to know that, you know, if we have if we don't have love in what it is that we do, there are things that we can do, BCU family. We can speak with the tongues of men and angels, and uh, we can give our body to be burned, and we can bestow all of our goods on the poor. But if we don't have love, if we don't have love, we become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Now, in looking at this in some depth, BCU family, I looked up sounding brass and what it is very basically, um, there is the Greek word, I believe it's chalkos, um, like chalk, (laughs) but it's an old word that referred to metal and the metal was like a bronze or copper with tin that's added. And when we think about tin, think about a tin can, a lot of those in, in our grocery stores and things that come in cans. And when a can is beat on the sound, that hollow sound and at the time in uh, in Corinth's time there was a lot of pagan worship and idolatry Um, as a matter of fact uh, the Corinthians um, at that time or or the time the um, state of Corinth if you will um, they had a lot of adulterous cities um, and some of the most in world history and there was a lot of wine and drugs and uh, illicit sexual activity there was just a lot of things going on in Corinth and 
what would happen is that there would be one person that would bang, bang, just keep banging that sounding brass and that sound the citizens believed would help people to achieve this state of spiritual ecstasy. So it was just a call to what (laughs) you shouldn't be doing. That was the call. And you could not get away from that sound, that, that sounding brass anywhere in Corinth. It just was constant, constant, constant. Um, So when you think about that and doing all of these wonderful things without love, you start to sound hollow. You start to sound as if you are empty, that you are not real in the love that you are portraying. And as much as you may have the scriptures down, you may know the word of God well. You may know what to do in church. You may know how to conduct yourself during a service or how to behave yourself in front of people. If all that you're doing is without love, it is empty. And it's everywhere. And when you think about a noise that you hear constantly over and over and over and over and over and over again, it starts to irritate you. You know, the dripping, you think of a dripping sound of a faucet or, you know, something just kind of going on and on. It starts to annoy you after a while. And that's what happens when we are around people and we're talking and doing things and giving our our goods to the poor and, and, and we're giving our bodies to be burned and speaking with the tongue of men and of angels, all of this eloquence. But there's no love. After a while, it starts to irritate you. And we don't want to be people, BCU family, that irritate. We want to be people that love. So what we say, our actions should match match up with our words. So that's the sounding brass. Now the tinkling cymbal, and the translation for this is probably uh, not as uh, robust as it could be. When we think about tinkling, we think about something that just kind of sounds very light. Um, I, something like, you know, what you hear right this minute, we sound, we think about that kind of sound. But with a, with a symbol, it, these are actual symbols. Um, kumbalan, I believe, is the word. A K-U-M-B-A-L-O-N. That's the Greek word for symbols. And it's a loud clashing sound. So think about symbols like in a symphony and how people have those huge symbols and they just, they crash them together. It's usually not a sound that you hear very often in a musical piece, but every so often you do hear it and it's impactful, right? And you know the symbols when you hear them. They're unmistakable. And the thing about the symbols in that time is those were used as a <laughs> as a signal that it was time to fight. Yeah, it was, <laughs> the symbols were played by people just before they went to war. So think about it. If you're doing all of these things, again, uh, giving your goods to the poor and giving your body to be burned, and you don't have love, you sound like a, a, a tinkling symbol. So think about that. You're sounds, what you're doing, your actions, because they are hollow, because there's nothing behind them, because there's no love to them. Now you're inciting, if you will, 
someone to want to war against you. Think about it. I don't want the works that I do to bring somebody to a point where they're ready to like throw down with me. <laughs> and when you think about that, BCU family, what happens in this situation is that this type of person just goes on and on. They're they're so full of their works and what they've done and the, the self-glorification. It, it gets to the point where they want to just stand up and fight you. And that's now how, not how it should be. And we can probably think of some instances where we know some folks that are like that. Let's think about this for ourselves. You know, is there a point in time in our lives, or was there or is there, where we are busy self-glorifying ourselves or when what we're doing isn't out of love but out of obligation so that it's noisy rather than the quiet, soothing sound of love? It's something to think about, BCU family, and not necessarily intentional. Um, it's not necessarily intentional that we do it, but we've got to think about how we communicate. What is it that we are saying to people? And is the love that God has put down on the inside, is that what we are operating out of, or are we operating out of our flesh? Because if it's not love, it's the flesh. And of course, there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh. So we really have to think about how it is that we are dealing with people and is it in an agape love way? Is it where we prefer and esteem others over ourselves or are we doing it because we know that we're supposed to? Therefore, the loud sounding brass or tinkling cymbals come up. Yet something for us to think about, BCU family, uh, if we do things out of obligation or importunity or because I don't want to hear so-and-so's mouth or I, I don't really want to do this, but I guess I just better get it done. If that is the way that we're doing things, we are like the sounding brass or the tinkling cymbal. And while we may not outwardly show that we are not excited about what God has called us to do, inwardly, BCU family, our hearts can reflect sounding brasses or tinkling cymbals. And the thing is, is that God knows that. He knows that sound and that we are indeed accountable to him. So we want to be sure that whatever we're doing has love in it. BCU family and the love of God and if we're doing things as unto the Lord then it's going to have love in it and we do things because we love God. Now don't get me wrong BCU family there are some things that I am not crazy about doing with all of the things that uh, uh, <laughs> that the Lord has tasked me with and has assigned to me. Some of those assignments I'm like yes wonderful and some of the other ones I'm like oh Lord, help me. And the Lord will help us. Uh, we still, even if they're the things that are not our favorites to do, we still need to make sure that we're doing them in love. Again, think about that. Think about, you know, as we're getting up to uh, take care of our families and, and get them off to work into school, you know, your spouse or 
doing our jobs, you know, when we're on our secular jobs, are we really doing what we are doing to the Lord? You know, if we are doing our chores, if you're a, one of my BCU youth members, you know, are you doing your chores as unto the Lord? You know, are you doing them with an attitude that, you know, I really don't want to do this. You know, what's going on in your heart? Is there any sounding brass or tinkling cymbal in your heart when it comes time to doing what you were asked to do? So it's for us to really ask the Lord to shine that spotlight on us to see where it is that we may have some brass or cymbals and just replace that with God's perfect love. Amen. Amen. All right, BCU family. So just in the first few verses, something for us to consider. And as I am talking this through, thinking about it myself and how better I can demonstrate the agape love of Christ that he has placed down on the inside of us. So I would love to know what your thoughts are on our subject for today, BCU family. So if you're not already here, please head on over to the blendcouragesyou.com site. You will locate this post and right below it will be a comments section. I'd love to hear from you so that we can continue our love conversation. With that said, BCU family, we're going to get ready to wrap things up. Once again, this is Blen from BlenCouragesYou.com here. Thank you all so much for your attention and listening today. And Lord will, until the next time we're together, may our awesome God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace and plenty of love as you stay on the wall. <laughs>